Welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. So let's talk about the year. Let's talk about the year we've just had. For me, it's, it's been an incredible year. It's been tough at times. It's been a huge learning experience, a huge learning curve, um, huge breakthrough, uh, huge growth uh, on all levels. Um, it's just been great. So we get to celebrate in what God has done this year. At the start of the year, what I found, some highlights for me, what I found at the start of the year to be phenomenal, which I might be biased, but the first two vision weeks Justin and I had of just sharing our heart, sharing our vision, sharing where we felt, what, what we felt God saying with you guys and presenting it with you guys and just the support and the love and the encouragement that we received was a huge highlight for me this year. Huge highlight. So in saying that, if you've never received one of our church vision books, Grab one at the door when you leave because this here is who we are. We're not deviating from this. This is our church. Um, This is our core. This is what we're going after. This is our foundation. Uh, We don't believe God's saying, yep, you did that for one year, now move on. This is it. And we continue to add and we continue to evolve and we continue to grow. Is that all right? So grab this if you haven't seen it already. For me, that was a highlight. Other highlights for this year. Justin's leading and preaching. For me, I just think preaching-wise has been phenomenal. I Hopefully you guys agree with that. I loved in February our prayer and worship morning. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that for me was one of our highlight services. Even Tim getting up and praying, I loved that. I was sitting in the front just going... Yeah, Um, we're going to do more of that next year because that was just a phenomenal morning of a safe place of corporate prayer and worship, which is phenomenal. I love the interview with the core team and I mentioned this um, to a few people, but our core team, so the people, um, you know, that are essentially leading um, with us, the five of us collectively have over 100 years of serving and being in this church together and four out of the five of us got saved in this church I just think that as a foundation is phenomenal and just interviewing them and hearing their heart on what they do is just great. Mother's and Father's Day services, mixing it up. I love changing things about, which was awesome. Chad doing the Monday night with the ladybug message. For those that were there will know that was a highlight of the year. Fire and light conferences with Justin Stockman and Peter Mattis. What a different conference it was, but yet spoke just straight to the heart of our lives and the church. Hill and our son, uh, Hill and Live Sunday morning preaching highlight. Mainly for me, it was the day Jude was born, but still a highlight for the church, which is great. The baby boom this year, seven babies born this year to our church. Woohoo! Love it. Awesome. For us, discovering about our missionaries, what they're doing and presenting them and getting excited about what God's doing around the earth and how we get to fund and support them. And thank you for your generosity with that. Just phenomenal. Our baptism Sunday morning with uh, Jim and Bianca's kids. Great fun of fellowship and just really blessing and loving the kids. And I had one person, or a few people, but one person particularly come up and going, I love our church. I'm like, so do I. They said, I love that we did a whole baptism service for two kids, that the importance of baptising two kids, not an adult, but two kids, was such a huge priority for you guys. I'm like, yes, it is. 
It is a priority. Kids are so important and so involved in church life. It's great. Our Sunday fun day last Sunday, who got sunburnt? <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, so much fun and next year's going to be even better. I had so much feedback on how we can just grow it and improve it. Uh, God just, a couple of weeks ago, the altar up here and God just speaking and touching and moving and fire and prophetic and just things being shifted. Phenomenal. Peter and the Bethel team that were just out. Jeepers. Jeepers. <laughs> what do you say? The testimony and healings that we're constantly hearing about, the testimonies from you guys, I love it. I love hearing them. I love hearing what God's doing and hearing the goodness of what he's doing. For most of you that don't know, the miracles and what's happening out in kids' church each week is just phenomenal. I love it. If you want to get involved, let me know because it is happening out there with our kids' ministry and they are growing. And the team, if you're part of the team, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because that team there is just, they're probably all out doing stuff, but the ones that are in here, thank you, because without you guys uh, teaching and sowing into the next generation, like serious, thank you. Uh, let's keep going. Ken and Mel's visa coming through, a huge highlight. They're arriving in a couple of weeks, so you all get to meet them, and I'm so excited about that, uh, which is great. The cafe and the team there, and the good news with that is the soundproofing arrived this week, which means it's going to be installed in the next couple of weeks, so the soundproofing in there is going to be so much better, so you're not going to have to block your ears when you go into cafe from everyone talking. Woohoo. Huge growth there. Volunteers, we're constantly, not constantly, but this year having people come up to us say, how can we help, has just been one of the biggest blessings. My love language is acts of service. So whenever someone says, how can I hope, help, oh, thank you. So thank you to everyone volunteering. Doesn't matter where that is. Just thank you, uh, volunteers. Again, for me, a huge thing has been the finances and that's been so encouraging just to see how we've been able to shift and save and move and just watch God's hand on that this year and continue to do it. The Preminster and Sozo team, they're getting excited about what's happening and what they're stepping into, which is great. And the last thing I want to highlight before just praying and thanking God for the year and we get to move on, the last thing I want to highlight um, as a huge uh, thing for me this year you probably have your own, so yes to everything you're thinking, um, but I've got the microphone. Um, a huge highlight, the bunting flag making day. Can I just say <laughs> thank you to everyone who came. There's about 16 people came to help me make this. Thank you so much. How beautiful does it look? I hope you're feeling festive and uh, in the spirit of Christmas leading up to it. The answer is, I'm sorry, no, it cannot stay up. It will be coming down <laughs> because then it becomes a highlight again at Christmas time. So it means next year you get to look forward to it again and uh, it's just great. So thank you seriously for everyone that helped and uh, joined in and it was just a fun day and I know I probably pushed you and worked you hard but we did it. So thank you. Awesome.
God, I thank you for this year and everything that we can rejoice in and everything that you have done. And we say thank you and we say more for next year in Jesus' name. That next year's report, next year's looking back in back over the year, we're just going to see so many things and your hand moves so powerfully that it will take us two hours to rattle it all off. In Jesus' name, amen. So good. We can clap. That's great. So yeah, these, these um, books are up the back, 750 each. So um, help yourself. What do you mean? <laughs> Just leave a couple of bucks when you can. It'd be great. <laughs> so good. Are you having fun? Lots of uh, information, but info's good. Because uh, we can, yeah. Without information, we don't know what's going on. So, 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 so great. Uh, let's talk about just the, uh, what's been taught this year and what's been laid down from um, a message point of view, um, from what we feel like the, the Lord was speaking through, people that were speaking, people that would come, ministry, prophetic, um, just through that whole area, through the prayer ministry team, just that whole um, area around God speaking to us. Um, filtering the vision down into practical messages that we can embrace, believe, apply and, and live out and see transformation in ourselves and other people. Um, it was a, I was fascinated with how the Lord started speaking over uh, Christmas about consistency and I feel like we've done that this year um, pretty well with not changing the subject on a lot of things. Um, so that's been, that's been a great thing. So obviously we shared about presence, health, influence being the vision of the church and, um, and the core beliefs are the pillars that uphold presence, health and influence and everything that we want to see play out. We, we made it really clear that it was more important that the vision played out in your home than it does here. I said to Lee yesterday, the vision's going to be playing out regardless if it is in its full expression corporately because people are actually living it out at home yes. and there's consistency happening at home. Does it mean it's all happening? No. I've got such areas of breakthrough in my life as we speak and areas of weakness that I need to go after in the coming months and years. So there's always tension with everything. That's why Hill's Word's awesome. It does feel like a really distracting week this week, but there's so much joy in it as well. Jesus said, uh, for the joy set before me, he endured the cross. So there's that tension of the pain and, and full-onness of the cross, but there was joy because what it achieved and the frustration and the distraction and the rubbish is working in us so that we can be complete, mature and lacking nothing, James says. So amen to that. Tension. Who loves tension? Um, consistent, and the key is consistency. So we spoke about momentum. We spoke about having current hope through remembering our testimonies and prophecies. We've all got memorial stones in our life and when we, when we stack them up and we remember them, it actually positions us with current hope. When we think about the prophecies for the, for the years ahead, it positions us with current hope. We've got prophecies of what he's going to do and we've got these messages and piles of memorial stones of what he has done and we're wedged in this period called now and it's pointing here and it's pointing there and we can have current hope that's fresh and alive because we guard our heart and what happens when we guard our heart we don't defer hope 
because it makes our heart sick if we defer hope. So we get to live in current hope. So that was a really key message, consistency, momentum, having current hope. We spoke about peace for three or four weeks, about if we don't have peace, we can't actually live in tension of the kingdom list and the crappy list. (laughs) Knowing our now. We spoke about knowing our now. If you're worried about the future and you're worried about the past, you can't live in the now. But if, you, if we lean into the voice of the Lord, we can know our now and we know what step to take. So we spoke about knowing our season. Like we know, well, it's hard with Melbourne, isn't it? So yeah, it's spring. Well, is it? <laughs> um, but we know it's spring. So we, I mean, okay, let's think of Las Vegas. Um, with the seasons in Las Vegas, you can know... What you're going to, oh, that's a stupid example because it's in the desert as well. Um, but anyway, a, a place that has four seasons. Um, you, <laughs> yeah, it's great. You can know what you're going to expect from the season you're in. So it's easy to kind of know your now when you get up in the day that day and, and you go, what am I going to put on? It's either going to be around this degree or that degree. Melbourne's a bit weird, but you know what I'm saying? If we know our season, it positions us to know our now. And God knows your season and often we don't. So we bumble and fumble along and wonder why nothing's happening. It's because we don't know our season. When we know our season, we know our now. And when we know our now, we can start taking great steps, which is the key to consistency and having current hope. Am I preaching? I think I am, but it's awesome. That's no, good. So we spoke about love as our highest goal. For it, um, It's not our number one core belief, but it Probably is because it says love is, mate, love your highest goal. But we value them all and they all carry different parts of God's heart. We spoke about prophecy and the greater gifts. How Paul talks about the edification gifts are the greater gifts out of the nine spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. We spoke about that. Then we spoke about what is our why, which intrigued a lot of people. I had phenomenal feedback about it. Some people were depressed and I'm um, and <laughs> and, um, just struggling, but it made them start to think about, I've got a thousand whys, like I need to go to the toilet. There is a why for that, and there is a why for eating good fruit, but, um, but what's the why of my life? And um, so we've got some exciting things about discovering our why as people in February. It's going to be amazing, because I said we'd do it, and we're going to do it. I sound like a politician, don't I? We said we'd do it, and we did it. Um, and then we spoke about what is the will of God, which is a mysterious, weird thing that Christians love to do with words and themes with God. And we, just, we unpacked it, that the word means decision and desire, that God's locked in decisions, but he's also got desires that we get to play a massive role in seeing those desires come to pass. We don't have a say in the second coming or his creation story, We weren't involved. He didn't ask us. He didn't consult you, Brett. You're full of wisdom, but he did not consult you on what animals to to make and all that whole deal. So so he's locked in decisions. That's part of the will of God. But there's this whole other word that we neglect because we, we, we err on the side of caution with being involved in the will of God being outworked on the earth. But he's, he wants to include us. So we're going to really dig into that next year. The will of God, the desire part in where we fit in and sovereignty. And we make that a weird word. And he is sovereign, but he factors us in because he loves us so much. Is that, that makes sense? I'm preaching, sorry. Um, and then we had this, that weird, amazing... No, it wasn't weird. It was amazing. Um, spontaneous day. Because of consistency, God just breathed a bit, bit heavier on us that morning. And it was just amazing. So we say more, Lord. Put out your hands. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we just say more, God. Yeah, the Numa of God. Come on. 
Yeah, the pneuma of God, the breath of God, Greek in, uh, breath in Greek. Wow, what a word. The breath of God. We just say, God, you can blow through this church anytime you want and help us navigate, articulate, and allow you to do so. We do not want to come up with a fancy structured show, but we'd rather you show off in Jesus' name. Healing break out. Amen? Healing break out. Prophecy increase. Salvation increase in the name of Jesus. Amen? Then we spoke about nothing is impossible, and that's just being great. And then we were challenged by someone about around our vision, presence, health, and influence. And they're saying, that's a great vision, but why presence? We're like, well, presence, his presence, his face, his glory, his outpouring, his breath. Why? They said to me. Because! Answering Then we said health. Why health? Oh, wholeness, inner world, all that part hidden, communication, how we treat people, how we believe the best for people, regardless of their actions, that we treat people with honour in humility, this whole thing that's really, really hard to honour and value people regardless of mistakes, to to walk with them in in and out of pain. Like, yeah, health. Okay, why? Because of health, mate. What are you getting at? And we talked about influence, and we're like, we just want to see all levels of society impacted by the culture of heaven. Okay, why? Like, well, <laughs> I just said that. And it, and it just, it really annoyed us, and it really frustrated us, because we've got a booklet, guys. <laughs> and we presented our vision last year, okay? And we're not changing, buddy. <laughs> but he's like, what's the why of the church? I said, presence, health, influence. He goes, no, it's not. I'm like, mate... Yes, it is. And he goes, they are unto something. I'm like, okay. So we prayed for about three or four months about that. And, um, and the amazing thing was we actually discovered, yeah, okay, they are the vision of the church, but they're not the why because they're, them, they're not unto themselves. Their presence, health, and influence has got to point to something. Does that make sense? It's got to point to something. They're not an end in themselves. Like, hey, bless your presence. Wow. Is that, is that it? Or is it just health? Is that it? Or is it just influence? Is that it? What are they pointing to? And, 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 and we were reminded by the Lord, prophetic words, just encounters over the last eight years to go back into what made us come alive about eight years ago. And then we open up the book and there was a scripture on the front of the vision book, which God's always 77 steps ahead of us, isn't he? He's so amazing that he put it there even though we didn't know it was going to be the why of our church, but the why of our church, and most here would concur and nod and say, of course it is, but the why of Destiny Church is your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. So we feel just amazing about that that we can actually shout and announce that the why like what's the purpose what's the point why do we bother what's the reason what's the purpose what gets us excited what do we burn for it's your kingdom come your will be done on the earth this side of heaven as it is in heaven and we're really excited and and i've been challenged with the last couple of days is not forgetting the your the two yours in that verse. And I just want to read a quote that I read this morning and then we'll move on. 
It says, when we pursue kingdom principles above his presence, we are looking for the kingdom without a king. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, okay, the your kingdom. It's not all about the will and the kingdom coming to the earth. It's about whose it is. Whose will is it? Whose kingdom is it? What is he like? So I'm, it's a really general why, which is the way it should be, because if we get too specific, we get cornered and we're like, ah. So we're going to unpack this verse and it's going to be displayed in lots of different things. There's going to be some really, I'm really believing for an outbreak in, in, in miracles, in signs and wonders and miracles and healing, miracles and healing, the process of healing, emotional healing, uh, physical healing, that it's walked out with the Lord and with people, but also miracles, instant, instantaneous. Jesus had, saw both. Um, an increase in prophecy, an increase in healing, and an increase in salvation. Those, those ones that we've been praying for would, would, would come to encounter him. And that it would be through your life. That it would be through your life that they would, they would come to know him. So we're really excited. So I hear you asking, how are we going to do this? I hear you saying, how is it all going to happen? I hear you saying, like, if we keep doing exactly what we're doing, it, it probably won't happen. And I, and I agree with you. This year was a very much a, a stripping back and a watching and waiting and talking with the Lord. We could have included more people on that journey, perhaps, and we learned from that. But it was a watching and waiting and a stripping back. You would have noticed that there wasn't much on. We advertised quite a few things, but there wasn't much on. So this year is going to be different. Uh, sorry, next year. Feels weird doing vision uh, in November. I love it though. Uh, so what we really feel for next year is we need to put something in place that is going to help us to actually personally walk in our why, which is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and then step into present self-influence and our core beliefs and personally go after these things unto transformation for ourselves personally, second our family, and then it'll, it'll, it'll outbreak in the church. Thing. When you, if it's happening in your family, guess what? It's going to be here. That's the fun thing. We are not interested about you causing our vision to happen. That's nonsense. It's inevitable, just like giving, that he's going to give back to you. It's inevitable if you can get this in your heart and actually become the culture before, before you start praying for a culture. Whatever you want to see, become it first, and then there's going to be weight behind it because you are it. So we are going to go after your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're going to go after presence, health, influence, and we're going to go after the core beliefs, and we're going to pray that they transform us and we don't get sucked into familiarity with all of them and say, yeah, I get it. But so it actually is birthed in our heart and we can look at our responses, our actions and our choices and the trail behind our choices, actions, the trail of people and the trail of those choices. And we can look back and go, oh, wow, I'm transformed. I've been transformed. My mind's been renewed because of the way that I respond, the way that I react, the way that I make choices. I've been renewed. So how are we going to do it? Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start a midweek school. What? We're going to start a midweek school. Yeah, we're asking every person to quit your jobs. <laughs> Lee, Lee, we spoke about this. 
I want commitment, mate. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that at all. It's not even going to be every week. Throughout the 52 weeks, we're going to... Oh, I'll get you to do this. But yeah, we, we are going to put in place a framework where the Lord can breathe in. A wineskin, if you like. We want to create something that he can actually go, oh, wow, there's, there's a people that have positioned themselves to go deeper in these things that we've been presenting. I'm going to do something. And we're, we're going to create a night, and Lee's going to talk about the ins and outs and the ups and downs and the left and rights of it. But we're going to create a night where we feel the Lord is going to use powerful men and women of God that are going to come in, and we're going to show a clip in a minute that's going to be pretty exciting. And they're going to come in. I might be involved. Out of, I might do four or five weeks of the year, but we've got quite a few guests coming that we've been scrambling far out the last two weeks. But we want to create a space where they can come and teach things that, of course, we, that it's not going to be extra biblical or out there crazy stuff that is anti the word, but they're going to teach you stuff that you haven't heard before. And our heart is that we would, we would take time to, for them to teach revelatory and, and revelation and unpack the scriptures, but unto an encounter yeah. in the same night. Yeah. Whatever an encounter looks like. It could be just praying and you putting your hands out. It could be a fire tunnel. It could be worship. It could be let's open our Bibles and write what the verse means to us. It could be anything. It could be 50 different things. But we feel like there's such a hunger happening in this church at the moment. You can see it evident when people are writing lists and names for the prophetic booths that we've been having, like up the back, the healing. like the, the Wednesday night, the hunger in the room, the Sunday morning, the hunger in the room. Like, I know you want this. Like, we want this. We all want this. If you wrote a list of the things that you want to see in your life, like, it's going to be very similar. We're all called and we're going to go after a personal why. So we're talking about the why of the church and we're also going to unpack in February our personal why so that every person knows where they fit in life and in the church. So we're going to do a midweek school. So I just want to show a clip about the people that have said yes to that school. And we're waiting on three other people that I can't say and I really want to say, but I can't. So um, if we can play this nice and loud, um, and then Lee's going to get up and explain the the um, details of the school. So midweek school starting in February. Let's play it. say before talking about this just quickly um, obviously next year Sunday mornings are going to be phenomenal and we're going to grow together and we're going to put a bigger emphasis next year on your personal time with the Lord and your time 
Because as I've said before, this is 1.8 hours of your week. 98.2 hours is you and the Lord outside these four walls. And we want to encourage and support you in your personal growth and journey. And then the school is just going to come alongside and take us a whole step closer in growing. So it's going to run like this. They're locked in. We're still locking in a few more speakers, which is just phenomenal. The only reason we can do this is because we're partnering with other churches. So you don't have to, in your head, calculate. That's like five international airfares. That's, I know, as I said, I'm really good with budgets. <laughs> I know how to work budgets. So we can afford this. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, Lauren's here. <laughs> The school's going to run like this. Four school terms of the year, because it's just easy to work with school terms. Each school term, uh, here we go, each school term is going to have two blocks of a three-week subject. So each school term is going to be six weeks broken up in two. With a, so three weeks on, two weeks off, three weeks on in the middle of the school term. So throughout the whole year, we're going to do eight subjects eight topics and for those that know the speakers that are coming out you can probably start to guess what the topics will be or roughly be because they're going to be communicating on their strengths and uh, stretching us in areas um, and for those that don't know those speakers they are phenomenal at their topics that God has anointed them for uh, that's why they're coming out most of those speakers are not doing a Sunday morning they're only in the school we're going to talk next Sunday about Sunday morning. So come along next Sunday to hear what Sunday morning's going to bring. But that's what it's going to look like. It's going to be on Wednesday mornings, 10 to 11.45, and Wednesday nights, 7.30 till 9.15. The Wednesday mornings will not be able to have every guest speaker, but we will be working that through as the term unfolds. Wednesday nights will have every guest speaker come. The daytime we will do our best and we will work around the parameters of that, which is exciting. On the night, it's going to look different most weeks, depending on the speaker, depending on the gift, depending on what God's doing. Our heart is, well, we're going to put a structure in that there will be maybe a 15-minute revival group um, most weeks, the revival group will be with three or four people where you get to come alongside three or four people, pray for each other, speak into each other's lives, prophesy over each other, just encourage and support each other. Our heart as church pastors is that no one in here feels alone. No one in here feels they're unsupported. If you choose to feel that way, then that's your choice. You can feel that way, no problem, we'll leave you alone. But if you don't want to feel that way, we want to support and network around you to support and encourage you, um, which is going to be great. And the last thing I'm going to mention about the school, a uh, uh, couple of things. Next week, we're going to hopefully have the other three speakers locked in and a full brochure with all the dates, with all the curriculum. There is going to be a cost throughout the whole year. We're going to take up no love offerings or honorariums for these guys. It's going to be put in the cost of the school. We're going to be doing a skills and personal gift identification course throughout it. That costs money, but it will be all inclusive. We're still confirming the cost of that, but we should have that next week once it's all locked in. Um, and then that's just going to include everything. Let's just say you go, I'm away. I can't, you know, make, you know, I'm on holidays. You will get all podcasts, all that. It won't be open to general public. It's only for people in the school. Does that make sense? 
So we are really believing between our Sunday mornings, between your personal time with the Lord and between the school coming alongside that this year we're just going to see something phenomenal next year. We're going to see something phenomenal in our individual lives to transform and change because who wants to in a year's time be where they are right now? No. We want to see God move in our life and see growth and I, I seriously want my life to look so so different in a year's time in such a good and healthy way. Is that cool? So when you hear school, don't freak out. We will do question and answers. We will do information. We will sit down if you've got questions and whatnot. But we are really believing that God's just going to do something beautiful and special on this throughout the vision of our church. And we're going to structure it in a way when... We're creative. It's not going to hinder other things. So in a course of a week, we're not going to have, when the school's on, pretty much everything else will be on hold for those three-week blocks just so people are not going to be bogged down and burdened and all the rest of it. All right, a couple more announcements and we're going to finish up church. Hey, Justin, do you want me to put the video on or...? You can do it. (laughs) Yeah, you do it. I'm done. Put the video on, (laughs) Mason. Nah, um, I'm just teasing. Funny. Hey, can I have the, that? So, yeah, so Steve Backlund, um, yeah, really, really excited about that. And Seth's coming, which is great. His house nearly burnt down um, four weeks ago. So he's had a pretty good run over the last, um, since October. Um, but, you know, the Malibu fires, he's up somewhere, not in Malibu, um, but not that it matters. Um, <laughs> We get weird, don't we? Oh, if you live in Malibu, mm. um, so he lives behind Malibu, up in the hills, and his his fence like burnt. Yeah, it was full on. So he's coming out. Been chatting with him. Really excited about that. And Steve Backlund. So we're going to show a couple of clips about the Win Win Parenting Day that we're going to have with Seth Dahl. Um, that's going to be great. Um, and we've also got Steve Backlund, who I'm not sure if I'm more excited about him than anyone we've ever had, just because he's pretty tough to get. But it's really, really great. So um, he was um, Ahab's. Um, mentor for a few years so they're really tight so let's look to the screens don't care which one awesome Can we have the band up, please? That'd be great. And if communion can be passed out, thank you so much. Oh, 
that was good. So Steve's coming in October, and I really feel that's strategic for 2020 with what the Lord's going to do in 2020. Just dreaming about that at the moment while still being present with today. Yeah, we thank you, Jesus. Hey, uh, let's... You can keep your eyes open because prayer, prayer still works if our eyes are open. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, Linda's been teaching the kids to, to pray like this and I love it because it brings context to prayer. But I said to her, hey, Bella, God still hears you if you don't put your hands together. <laughs> And she's like, she kind of, she's like, you know, she because she's fascinated just with how it all works. And I just want to encourage us, like, your prayers are still, he still listens when your eyes are open. He still listens when you're distracted. He, he, he doesn't mind if you fall asleep praying. Because what, what father's going to be upset if their kid falls asleep in their arms? We're going to go after his character and nature next year. Like, what, what's he really like and what lies have we believed that? <laughs> Who we are is a direct rep- representation of what we think about him. So I just pray, God, that you'd help us think about you correctly. We don't want to be like the Israelites who didn't want to go up the mountain because they were offered to go up with Moses. But they said, no, 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 we'll come down. And because of the delay and the deferred hope, they collected the gold and the jewellery and built an image of God that wasn't really God. And because of hurt and pain and circumstances and past, we can easily build and fashion an image of God that isn't really Him. The world blames God for death and for pain and for loss, and He has nothing to do with it. We program our thinking and put things onto Him that we shouldn't be putting onto Him, which reduces His nature and His character. And if we don't really get who he is, then we're going to struggle and we can't be confident. We can't pray for the sick if we don't think he's really good. So God, as we go after identity again, as we go after the renewed mind again, as we go after having a heart for people that don't know you again, would you break our heart again? Jesus, let's stand to our feet. Holy Spirit, would you just come right now? God, the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're not just God's presence. You're not just wind. You're not just water. You're not just force. You're not the, the types and pictures that the Bible represents, but you are God. God, the Holy Spirit, three in one, three distinct personalities wrapped up in the divine one, true God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We're going to sing, O praise, that chorus, O praise the name. But we're going to pray for our state election. We just thank you, God, that, that yeah, Hebrews calls us to pray. 
Hebrews 13, for those that are elected. Yeah, so we pray in the name of Jesus. We just, we just declare incredible God encounters with the Andrews government. We ask that your kingdom values and culture would be translated into their system and procedures and bills and, and agreements and contracts, God, that you know, we ask for that your peace would come, that your joy would come, that your spirit would come, that your conviction would come, that your transformation would come into the state. And we acknowledge, God, that it's not the state's responsibility to bring the kingdom. Yet we just acknowledge that it's not the politician's responsibility to bring the kingdom of God to the earth. That's our responsibility. But we stand in the gap between the way that you think and the way that they can think. And we just say, God, can you crash in in Jesus' name? 